0: And so Caleb Williams met with reporters on Friday at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. And I gotta be honest with you, you know, I I was impressed. I thought that he 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 was really good. And I know some people will be like, well, he was coached, he's like, Yeah, well, that that's even better. That's exactly what you want. You know, if you think about this, if he was prepped and he was coached, uh, he's taking coaching. That's a great, that's a great indication, right there. Yes, you do want him to go out there and have command of whatever he's doing, whether it's a huddle, whether it's a press conference. And I think for the quarterback position, you do want a player who can be engaging and can sit there and you know be the face of your franchise. We even saw it too. like You don't have to be as loquacious as George Clooney or something like that. You don't have to be that kind of personality, but still you got to be able to command a room. And even when Tom Brady was doing press conferences for the New England Patriots and having to talk and the Patriots speak, He's still an engaging figure. Justin Fields, engaging figure. You know, like these guys have it. And it is a quality that is needed for quarterbacks. Uh, Sometimes at some of the other positions, you can get away with not being that guy. But for the quarterback position, you definitely have to have some sort of charisma just because you have to know what we see is the same thing that the teammates see were in the huddle. So if you have a guy who's out there who feels very comfortable, being addressed by multiple people in the room, including Greg Braggs, a friend of the program who hopefully can join us here today, well, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I, I feel a little bit better about him, but you know what? Again, and I feel like I always have to say this as a Justin Fields, like I still support Justin Fields. You know, we'll get into this. You know what, Sammy? Let's just go ahead and start the show. Turn up your volume. <laughs> because you're about to listen to the sick, the sick
1: Podcast with Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back. Justin Fields making magic happen. There goes Fields. Touchdown.
0: The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be
1: sick. sick, sick.
0: Everybody, Welcome to the weekend edition of the sick podcast with Adam rank. So thankful that you could be joining us here today. A lot of news to go over the scouting combine. It continues to go on in Indianapolis. We're recording this on Friday, the day that Caleb Williams talked to the media. And of course, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Greg Braggs, uh, hopefully he can join us. We're trying to track him down. He's a very busy man. Very busy individual. You heard his voice asking questions during the combine, and I would tell him this if he was gonna if he ends up sitting with us. And if we don't catch him tonight, uh, we'll catch up with him next week. It looks like we're just trying to track him down, but we're we're working on that. If I mention that we're working on that, that means I have a good feeling about it. So it's not otherwise. I would just pretend that we weren't, and if he popped in and surprised us, that would be great. But the thing of it was, is that it was a very good. It was a very good presentation by him. And, and what I was getting at before we did the, during the cold open is that I, I, again, I still love Justin Fields and I still think Justin Fields could be very successful with the Chicago bears. If that's the course that they pick, I'm very happy with that. But I do feel a little bit off because a lot of times when we have these discussions, when you support, like you always have to kind of like, I, I, I don't think that I, this needs to be said, but I'm going to support Whomever the quarterback is for the Chicago Bears next season, unless it's Drake May. No, I'm kidding. But whomever the quarterback is next season, we are going to support them. And I feel like people who are in the pro Justin Fields camp. I I I think of myself. I think of our 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 internet friend EJ. Our real, I, you know, uh, the real one, Ill Will. You know, uh, even Will Brooks is who I was trying to think of. But guys who are like supporting Justin Fields, we still support the Chicago bears, we just feel like, Hey, you know, like we uh, we would stick with fields, but that's okay. But I also have to be realistic and the news that you're starting to get out of the combine, it feels, it almost feels like a fait accompli. Like it it feels automatic and it feels like Justin Fields has already been traded and it feels like Justin Williams is already the presumptive pick. And we talk about team building. And that is one of the things that, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier this week on Tuesday was that you are giving up a lot of potential draft capital when you're dealing with, when you're drafting Caleb Williams. Listening to him speak on Friday made me feel a little bit better about that. Because again, like I love Justin Fields and make no mistake about that. But I, again, as a practical person who is watching this unfold, unless the Bears are playing the the greatest troll job, getting like multiple picks for decades from franchises around the league. It really does feel like it's Caleb Williams at this point. We could be mistaken. We could even, again, they could do the thing where they like trade down a spot and take Jaden Daniels or somebody like that. But for right now, it feels like Caleb Williams is that dude. And as a matter of fact, our friends at Pro Football Talk tweeted this out earlier today. Sam, if we got that, I'd love to go, yeah. So, Pro Football Talk, this is, of course, Michael Florio. We just spent 10 minutes with Caleb Williams. Condolences to the Vikings, Lions, and Packers. This guy is the real deal, and the Bears will have their first franchise quarterback since Sid Luckman. And this was at uh, 9.52 a.m. in the morning. Already had a million views. Who knows what it is now if you went out and found that on the pro football talk feed it's probably in the 2 million at least. It is an interesting thing. There is, there is something about it. And again, we talk about generational quarterbacks. He looks like he, he the, the, the tape is really good. I, I had even tweeted this out too. Like, hey, I liked what I saw from Caleb Williams at the Combine. And somebody was like, well, the tape's good too. Yeah, the tape's excellent. And everybody who is sitting here trying to break down the good things or the bad things about Caleb Williams' game. You know, I've talked to Daniel Jeremiah. I've talked to uh, Chase Daniel. And I've talked to other people who break down quarterback film. And they are very excited about what Caleb Williams brings to the table. And one of the big things, and you hear this a lot, is that Caleb Williams, and I know he gets compared to Patrick Mahomes an awful lot. But one of the things is the knock against... Patrick Mahomes, as they started going through the evaluation process, was, hey, you know what? It was too much hero ball. When he was down there playing in Lubbock, and we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, there was a lot of instances where Patrick Mahomes was great, the supporting cast, maybe not so as much. And so you had to go and look around and, and see you know, what he was doing. And I think that a lot of that translated to Caleb Williams. And the, the, the fact of the matter is the USC program – despite being one of the blue bloods of college football is uh, one of the blue bloods of college football. And by the way, it is the, uh, the email that you have, Sammy is the one that should be for Bragg's. And I think he's still waiting for it. So if he can resend it um, and we're, I'm just doing this real time, uh, just to let you know, pulling back the curtain. This is the inner workings of what's going on. USC is still having to play a lot of hero ball. I don't think that that program is really recovered from clay Helton. i It's hard to understand how much the the USC program went. How how much of a loss the USC program really faced having Clay Helton as their head coach. And Lincoln Riley is now in what his third, fourth year, whatever it is. It is going to take a little bit of time for him to get back up there, and it'll be difficult without Caleb Williams. What we saw last year, the guy who came in and replaced him with uh, who replaced him, uh, the quarterback who replaced Caleb Williams went out there and played really well. And that was one of the, like, like look at this guy. I'm like, yeah, they were playing some mid-card team in the Holiday Bowl. That really isn't a fair, a fair, um, a fair comparison. So I, I think if Caleb Williams had played in that bowl game uh, that everybody points to, he would have went out there and thrown six touchdowns as well, maybe eight. He would have lit that team up as well. And there's just too much good tape. Now, there are a lot of questions about Caleb Williams. I think the biggest one that really started to catch fire on Thursday night was the medical thing. Like, hey, he's not sending his medicals to everybody. This is something that I kind of wish that more prospects did, especially if you're the presumptive number one pick. Now, there is no way that you're going to be drafted – by the Chicago bears without doing some sort of physical, without getting the medicals without getting the height and weight and everything. Ryan Poles is going to have all this information, but at the same time, think about this. Think back to what pro football talk just said about, Hey, they, uh, con- condolences to all these teams. Like, why do you give that information out to the other teams? You know what I'm saying? Like if, if Caleb Williams already knows that he's going to Chicago, And why would he get, why would we give out that information? Have you ever, I like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, if you still want to share it with the commanders, with the Patriots, because we're trying to swing a deal, maybe the Atlanta Falcons fine. But if you're content and you're like, yeah, we're, we're taking them. Like, why don't you just do an in-house evaluation? I actually kind of prefer this. And I think that more players should start having some ownership of the way that they're treated going into the draft process. I think this is actually kind of a bigger conversation that we can have over the course of a a number of years. Is like, yeah, like the players have been kind of treated like it's a cattle call, like it's a beauty pageant. Like Tom Brady, his combine picture has been floating on the Internet for the last 25 years or however long it's been. Yeah, it's close to 25 years now. That's not fair. Like, that sucks. Tom Brady standing there in his underwear is now... You could go Google this right now and find it. Why wouldn't it? I I think more players should start following Caleb Williams' lead. As a matter of fact, if I was Marvin Harrison Jr., I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. I don't know. And I I think, you know, again, Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably in a very similar situation where people can be like, well, Malik Neighbors might be better. Roman Donze might be better. Like, okay, fine. But at the same time, you should be able... Uh, to kind of have a little bit of ownership of that stuff. So when I hear the news reports that Caleb Williams is not offering up his medicals to everybody, I'm kind of like, good, don't. I don't need the Vikings having that information. I don't need the Lions having that information. Definitely don't need the Packers need it. Why would the Packers need that? You're not drafting a quarterback. You're not drafting Caleb Williams. Why do you need his medicals? Why don't you chill out? I kind of applaud it. So again, this was a thing, and this is why it's getting so troublesome as we're going through all of this is like, we have to have these like crying out loud. I want to sit there and I want to catch up on angels baseball or whatever it is. Uh, I want to talk about Ted Lasso or make jokes about the band rancid and the trans and the, and the, the the distillers, which a lot of people missed the joke, what I was getting at uh, a couple of days ago, but in any event, like I I'm tired of these conversations. Hold on. Let me send i I'm sending a note to Braggs again. Being like, hey, they sent it. They said they sent it. You know the the wireless in Indianapolis. Not quite. This is why this this is why the combine needs to move around. And uh, if we can get him on, we'll have him on again. He was the one in the room asking a lot of the questions, and I thought it was cool too. One of the things that I really liked is that he showed up at um, Jerry Rice's son. Like he showed up at his press conference. Uh, started ask Caleb Williams, started asking questions. Hey, what does it feel like, you know, being Jerry Rice's son and all that stuff. I think it kind of shows a camaraderie. And again, I think this goes back to some of the narratives that have been surrounding Caleb Williams over the last number of years of, you know, he's a bad guy. He's a bad character guy. He's, he's got all these questions. And again, I, I told this story on the, a previous show and I'll reiterate it here is like being at the Super Bowl. And I was taking a tram from Mandalay Bay to the, the, not Luxor. Well, you go by the Luxor, but uh, Excalibur. Some guy's like, yeah, (laughs) I'm worried about his character. And I'm like, what? Do you follow USC? Are you a big fan?" No, you're hearing this secondhand. It's like the pop rock story with the cola. When I was a little kid, there was a story going around that some kid in a town three cities over died from ingesting pop rocks and Coca-Cola. And by the way, this was before the internet. Like, I don't know how these stories spread. That's kind of the way these things happen with, with poor uh, Caleb Williams is maybe like, Hey, bad character, bad. Who, who is saying that he's a bad character guy? Where's one of his former teammates saying that he's a bad character guy? Where's somebody that he played against him in college? One of his rivals. You don't hear any of that stuff. Now, some people don't like that he wear, like his, gets a manicure or whatever it is. Uh, there was also the questions about him going up into the stands uh, and uh, talking to his mother. And I think that was one of the questions that Braggs asked was about the emotion. you know, and, and Braggs and our friend draft Dr. Phil have talked about this too, about being emotionally available. And on on one respect, you know, there is something to be said about being emotionally vulnerable to your teammates that allows you to connect, you know, people are different. Kids are different. You know, I'm sitting here right now going through, you know, stuff with my kids going through school and realizing how much different kids are today than they are, you know, they were like, you know, when I was growing up, you know, I, all my daughter's friends hug each other. Like, hug, like, I don't, I don't think I ever hugged a classmate uh, outside of a school dance uh, my entire school life. And now these kids hug it like it's it's just way different. And Caleb even addressed those things too, talking about running into the stands and, and and talking to his mother. I loved his answer where he said, "Look at, you know, like there are not a lot of people in this world who understand what I go through or what I've been through or what I am going through." And it was an honest, refreshing answer. Like, yeah, like there, are, we don't know, we don't know what that's like. We don't know what the pressure is like for these kids playing big time college football. And even the fact that college football has changed over the last number of years, you know, like, Hey, you'd be like, well, you know, Matt liner didn't act like this. Pat Hayden didn't act like this. Carson Palmer didn't act like this. Mark Sanchez, those guys were in completely different situations because now we're in a, an era of NIL, where players are getting endorsement deals and they're able to cash in like that, and there is really, you know, it, it's much different for these guys moving forward or from now on. You know, like there, are, there's different things you have to answer to. So things that a lot of these SC quarterbacks or just college football quarterbacks in general didn't have to deal with in the past are now in the forefront. I mean, like college footballs these these players are more visible than ever uh, being out there. and again, we're still trying to to track down our friend Greg Braggs, who is out there you know interviewing, doing his thing, uh, really really excited for him and the job that he's been able to do and, and our friends over at CHGO who've been there over the last couple of days uh, getting all these great interviews. And to the point now too, this is one of the things that I've seen a lot too and I want to I want to address this because I know our friend Jacob Infante was bringing this up the other day because this was a tweet. Well, this was something that was going on where Dan Arlovsky was on first take talking about perhaps you know that Jaden Daniels should be the pick. And this is one of those things again, the the joke that I make about Jaden Daniels and uh, Drake make especially, where it's like hey, like maybe like, we're not going down this road again. We're not we' are not going down the road of like this is the number one guy. This is the, you know, and you you talk about this and I know it hasn't really worked out as well for Trevor or for Trevor Lawrence as we would have liked. But at the same time, look at what Joe Burrow has done for the Cincinnati Bengals. He got them to the Super Bowl, like almost immediately. And he fought through some injuries, you know. And so there is a real sense that Caleb Williams could be that guy who comes in and does that. And why are we messing around with Jaden Daniels and Drake may or anybody? No, it's for me. And I've said this all along as somebody who supports Justin Fields, it's Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. Those are the only two options. And again, I will support whomever is the starting quarterback for the Chicago bears to start the 2024 season. We do have a lot of faith in the guys who have been leading this program uh, over the last number of years to kind of get that done. But at the same time, it's got to be Caleb. Caleb Williams is that dude. Like, he is the Joe Burrow type. He, is, I think he's more Joe Burrow than he was uh, Trevor Lawrence, but that's just me. And again, you know, just talking to people who are doing this. And whenever you see somebody on the television show or any television show being like, hey, I think that perhaps and, and, and this quarterback could change over the next number of weeks. Uh, I would, I would actually consider, cause I think going back to last season and I would have to check and I'm, I'm shooting from the hip and I might be talking out of my rear end on this one, but I almost can assure you that um, there was probably somebody who was like, Hey, like should will Levis be the number one quarterback and that like, stop it. And um, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Um, Now that had nothing to do with brags. I um still still working on it. But in any event, um don't listen to the noise. Like it is if if the Bears are are keeping the number one overall pick, and I guess like Caleb Williams is going first overall. I guess we should just say that. Maybe the Bears do move down. Maybe, maybe Ryan Poles is move to like, yeah, we're gonna get so much draft capital moving Caleb Williams. Perhaps we move down just an extra spot. Fair enough. Like if you got to do that, fine, so be it. I would just stick with Caleb Williams, and again, I thought that everything that we saw today from him leads us to believe that he is the guy. He was personable. He was, you know, again, showing support for his teammates, moving around. I think the biggest question now is obviously what happens with Justin Fields. You know, there are reports, again, as assumed as it is that the Bears are taking Caleb Williams. It also feels a fait accompli that Justin Fields is going to the Atlanta Falcons and what that could mean. And I I did see there was somebody, I think it was some former Packer who was talking about like, yeah, you know, like some guys just get a re, have to do a restart. And he threw out Drew Brees as an example of like, yeah, nobody talks about Drew Brees' time with the San Diego Chargers. I'm like, oh, I talk about it all the time. LT and I, every time I see LT, and to the point that LT hates that I keep bringing it up, Like, hey, man, what if we, because again, like that was, I've I've mentioned it on this show too. It's like, what if, what if the Chargers, instead of going with Eli Manning, who was flipped for Philip Rivers, what if they had just gone out there and said, you know what? We are going to take, we're going to take, um, we're going to take Larry Fitzgerald and go with Drew Brees, Larry Fitzgerald and LaDainian Tomlinson. Does that team win a Super Bowl? At some point, they keep Marty Schottenheimer. Do they keep? Do they win a soup? Do they get to a Super Bowl? I don't know. You get. Well, I don't know if Sean Merriman still ends up in San Diego under this scenario because I know there was a lot of things that might have been a pick that they got. You don't get Nate Kading. So, um, in any event, but I do think too uh, there is something. But 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 in any event, if Justin Fields ends up going on to play for the Atlanta Falcons. It'll be like when I saw it, cause I, I did like Drew Brees and I did, you know, trans everything being transparent. I did have Chargers season tickets at some point, just cause I love LaDainian Tomlinson uh, so much. And, in, you know, living in Southern California, they were the only football team around. I think it was one of the years they, they played the bears in one of those years too. I think maybe it was, maybe what any, anyway. um, you know, it could be a very similar situation where he goes down there and plays as well as we think that he's going to play, you know, play. I mean, I know they keep talking about the weapons, like, oh, he's going to have Drake London. I'm like, DJ Moore's better They have Kyle Pitts. I'm like, you can't tell me I want Kyle Pitts on the bears. So uh, I'm not going to besmirch Kyle Pitts, but I think that Cole Komet has been used more effectively than Kyle Pitts has over the last couple of years. Like that, that's an argument I will have right now. Like I listen, Kyle, Kyle Pitts is an athletic freak, but Cole Komet has been, you know, the guy, you know, I got to Let's talk about this too. So I hope that Justin feels as well. This is, um, I just thought of this because one of my editors, one of my editors sent this to me or said this to me today. Uh, Gail on the Twitter also said the same thing to me. And I just want to make sure I'm not missing. Like we're not missing brags in the, the, the lunch line. Are we, we're like, we're not making them. Just watch this. If he comes on, just put him on immediately uh, if we get this sorted out. If not, no big deal. We'll catch up with him later. I have to speak on this, and this can be part of uh, something that you can cut off, Sammy. We can put this on Instagram at some point. But here's my thing. Stop saying, well, I hope the Bears don't ruin another. Co-. No, this is a completely different organization. Everything in the past that has happened doesn't matter anymore to the point that Caleb Williams himself said, I don't care about the past. I'm here about starting my own future. And that's the way that we really have to approach this. Look at the Houston Texans. Look at how many quarterbacks they have ruined over their entire franchise history. Okay. Starting with David Carr, they ruined that poor man, David Carr. Could be somebody that could have been an all-pro quarterback had he gone to the right situation. Had Green Bay drafted him and held him behind Brett Favre, he could have gone on to have a great career. Matt Schaub, uh, Deshaun Watson kind of did it to himself. But again, how many many quarterbacks have failed for the Houston Texans? And then look what happened this season with C.J. Stroud. There is no reason to believe That the same thing cannot happen for the Chicago Bears this year with Caleb Williams. The Bears. This is a brand new organization. Ryan Poles has been on the job for a couple of years. Is Brags on? Because I know we're running out of time. Let's get him on real quick, dude. Thank you so much. Sorry for the. uh, Sorry for everything that's going. How are you? First of all, I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Before I ask you any question uh, about Caleb Williams. I want to talk about you asking questions at the scouting combine. I want to tell you right now, first and foremost, and I should say this to the end, but I want to make sure I get it in. I am so proud of you. It gives me such a great feeling that when I hear your voice and your voice is, is, uh, it's distinguished, you know, it's you asking it. It makes me so proud. And I love, and I love the fact too, that you're brags. Like you're not like, like, think about this. Like I'm rank you're brags. You got to be a certain somebody to be the one, one name person. Like you're not, you're not Mark Carmen. You're not Adam Hodge. Like like Cher. Like Cher and Sting. So uh, (laughs) I am, I am proud of the work. What was it? Do you get nervous when you're sitting there asking Caleb Williams questions or are you over it now?
1: Well, it was nice that he was the third person up at the podium. You know, you had Jaden Daniels to start, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. was supposed to go, and then something happened where he wasn't able to come out. But then Drake May was after him, and then Caleb came. And so I, if, if Caleb was the first guy out the gates, I probably wouldn't have liked that. Cause yeah, I do get nervous. You got to shake the rust off. But once I get going, once I get in a little bit of a rhythm, then then you can't get me to shut up. And I think if anybody watched the press conferences today, you could see that because I just get excited and I want to keep talking. You know, I like over my shoulder. I got Waddle and Sylvie over there. And you know, for a long time, I was just a guy that called into radio stations, and uh, you know, all I'd do is just wait on hold. Sometimes I'd wait for like two hours to get on to say my thought, and I'd have all I'd get myself so wound up that when I was ready for me to talk, I would just black out and completely forget what I was supposed to say. And then people would say, well, what did you say on the show? And I was like, I honestly can't remember. And so sometimes that's what happens. I obviously try to be a little more calculated. And I did put a lot of thought into what I wanted my first question to be, but then it turns into, trying to listen to what they're saying and try to come up with good questions based off of some of their answers as well. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Today was a big day, and I've been thinking about this day for a long time now, and uh, it was fun to try to execute some of the vision I had.
0: Yeah, it was an amazing job. I'm curious as to what you thought being in the room with Caleb Williams. I've been talking about this uh, over the course of the show already, is that I was really impressed by the way he presented himself the way he spoke, what were your impressions being in the room with him?
1: Yeah. I mean, you can definitely see the confidence he carries himself with, you know, and you know, it's a swagger, you know, uh, you know, do some people look at that and think it's borderline arrogance. Maybe there's a fine line between confidence, swagger and arrogance. They all kind of blend together. Right. Uh, And so, you know, Today. Guys like that that, you know, have a lot of confidence of, are going to have a little arrogance. I have a little arrogance. I think very highly of myself. So, you know, I think that's within all of us. But at the end of the day, he, I I what really stood out was the first guy out the gate. I'm not really sure who he was. I know he pr- was promoting his question on Twitter, but Caleb Williams stepped to the p- podium and says, good morning. And before he can even finish the sentence, there's a guy drilling him about, you know, uh, you know, maybe not being scared to match up with his measurables and, yeah. you know, his, uh, you know, I and, and go out and do that. And, and so it was, you know, when you're in these kind of environments, typically some tough questions might come, but right out the gate like that, right. As he's saying, good morning, he, the guy doesn't even respond back to, you know, say like, Hey, good morning to you or whatever, just right into it, throw him the hardest, you know, the fastball, hardball, you can pause the question, you can give him, and Caleb just took it in stride, completely rolled yeah. off his shoulder, smiled it through, answered the question, and then moved on to the Chicago media who was giving him a lot of Chicago-angled questions. And that showed his poise, I think, right out the gate. It didn't throw him off his game at all. And then from there, I th- you know, I just think, you know, he wants to win. You know, he talks a lot about it's not about the the money or the fame he wants the glory he wants to be immortal he wants he wants to have you know greatness attached to his name when his career is all said and done so those words all sound great but let's you know when he gets to the nfl let's see him put that into uh, fruition you know and, and it does seem like he'd be willing to come to chicago i didn't hear anything beyond that you know his eyes did light up when he was asked about washington there's no question about that it's his hometown um, you know, if you brought up my hometown of Crown Point, Indiana, my eyes would probably light up too. But at the end of the day, I think he's, you know, I think he's comfortable with the idea of coming to Chicago. So that's as a Bears fan, I, that's something we all really needed to hear. I want my players to want to play in the city that I love.
0: Were you trying to bait him into making a Michael Jordan type comparison?
1: hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, he did an interview earlier in the week, you know, uh, with Pete Thamel Mm-hmm. from the athletic and he mentioned you know he had all the 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 he hit all the buttons with Michael Jordan Walter Payton deep dish pizza you know and they prep him for that i'm sure yeah. but you know he does think very highly of himself and talks about being immortalized and so you know to that extent when you talk about Michael Jordan and the impact he had on the sports world and he put chicago on the map in a lot of ways You know, I know the '85 Bears did as well. It was a great time to be a Bears fan back then. (laughs) The Bears win the Super Bowl and draft Michael Jordan in the same year. Not a bad year for Chicago. Yeah. And you know, look at thirty years later, kids are still wearing his shoes. Like we were, we went to the Pacers game the other day. Pacers fans are wearing Jordans. And Mark Carmen, my co-host, goes, "Hey, you're a Pacer. You're wearing Jordans. He's your daddy. He's your daddy." And the guys just started laughing. And that's the kind of impact, immortal impact you can have if you succeed in the city of chicago so 100 i wanted to double down and hear his thoughts about does he want to be the michael jordan of football because at the end of the day our standard for quarterback play in the city is not it's not a high bar you know we're 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 here supporting justin fields you know very talented quarterback but he's anything you know he's far from perfect nobody's like we're coming off playoff burst, yeah right yeah and so it, like if Caleb Williams is seventy five percent of the hype he's you know being made out to be right now, they'll be building statues of him before he's done playing, like Caitlin Clark outside the Hawkeye Stadium. Like you know, it's. That that's that's the that's the trajectory he can be on if he lives up to the expectations, even even just falls, you know, even like I said, seventy-five percent of the expectations being thrusted on him right now.
0: Yeah, going back to that point, I'm always shocked when I see like a Pistons fan Wearing Jordan stuff like, meh, I think you might need to take a little bit of a history lesson, like go get your Grant Hills or your lame beers or Thurman, Thurman Thomas, uh, Isaiah Thomas type of stuff. I do. It's, it's funny. There's too.
1: Some, there's some players that transcend that. Right. I mean, yeah. to me as a kid, I was a diehard Bears fan, but I loved Deion Sanders. I loved yeah. Barry Sanders. You know, 100%. Mary kids, Sanders is
0: like the perfect example of that.
1: And yeah. how many kids around the country loved Devin Hester just got in the Hall of Fame? It didn't matter if they were a Bears fan or not. He was so special that he was. That's that's immortalization to to transcend the teams we root for and the the rooting diehard interest we have and and, and appreciate greatness when you see it. Yeah. And you want it to be, actually, you want
0: it to go back the other way too. Like when you look at Patrick Mahomes, like people are now starting to not like him because he's been too successful. Like you want to be, you want to be in that sort of situation too. Where it's like, you know what, you're so good. Now people don't like you uh, right. and rooting against you. Like, cause you know, the first time that we get to the playoffs and if we get to the playoffs with Caleb Williams, people are like, Hey, we're rooting for this. I wanted to get to the point where you're like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of right. the Bears constantly in the Super yep. Bowl, doing all that well, stuff. And
1: I, and I think he's arrived to that point as a as a college prospect, right? Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's total prospect fatigue when it comes to Caleb Williams. He's been on the in the spotlight for three years now, two and a half years. He won the Heisman last year. And so all this year has been about that, like I said, the guy with the first question about, oh, are you scared to do this, that, and the other, you know? It, like, this is a guy that has been one of the most highly touted prospects, and now he's getting hardball questions, and it's about his painted nails. It's about how he cries yeah. with his parents in the stands. It's how he answers questions at the podium. So people are starting to look and pick things apart because at the end of the day, he's been the, 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 the darling of the ball for two years now. So, it, like I said, I, I think from a college level, he's already reached that. We're sick of him. Now we're going to nitpick. It's, it, to me, a bit of prospect fatigue.
0: Yeah, and it's one of the reasons why they continue to talk glowingly about players like Jaden Daniels because he has not right. been in the spotlight as long as Caleb Williams. So give give Orlovsky two more months, and he might start saying that Jaden Daniels is a first to a last to arrive, first leave, or whatever he said about Justin Fields back in the day. I do want to ask though now if if I didn't know any better, uh, I know that the Angels beat reporter Sam Blums in. Tempe, so he couldn't have been the person asking that ridiculous question to lead off the the press conference for caleb williams what do you make of this i said before you came on like i'm i'm actually like if the bears are committed to caleb williams and they know like we're going to measure him anyways like i kind of like that he's not giving out the like we don't need the packers having that information do you how where do you stand in the whole like medical records debate
1: well, I know just talking with some people that are traditionalist NFL people been in the league for a long time. They're they're I think they're rubbed the wrong way by it. He's reinventing the wheel here. You know, he's doing something that nobody's ever done before. And I think that's, you know, what we're seeing now with a lot of college athletes kind of taking control of their own brand and 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 everything, like from NIL to everything else. And and now with this and the medicals, I, I think there is logic to it. Like, why does every team need to have your medicals? You know, with you know, when they're not you're not going to be employed by them. It's you know, at the end of the day, now would you be, you know, when a player gets hurt after he signs with the Bears, are you sharing that medical? Are those medicals with the other teams in the league? Are we keeping everybody yeah. up to date as the career continues? No. So, but you get it before. Well, you know, I, so I do see the logic to it. Um, you know, it'd be more of a concern if he wasn't giving them to anybody, that'd be yeah. a huge red flag. Uh, but he's not doing that. He's going to give it to the teams that are taking him in for visits that have a realistic shot to draft him. Now you can make the argument, well, Hey, anybody could trade up for him. So, you know, that I guess is the other side of it, but you know, and I, I, I don't have as much of an issue with it, but I have found it interesting talking to some people where they're like, you know, I don't like hearing that.
0: It's, it's mostly old people though, right? Like old people. Yeah, it's old. Who's, it's old. Well, I was trying careers, to be honest,
1: yes, it's all old people. Old
0: people whose careers depend on the combine. Like that thing, the event is never going to go away because <laughs> the NFL makes money on it and they need program hours for the NFL network, so it's never going away. And it, we're going to get to the point eventually too where, it's going to get shipped out to other cities and other towns are going to bid on it, especially ones that are not in the Super Bowl mix. So like, it's not going away, but I, I said earlier, like I'm, I'm happy if Caleb Williams is our quarterback and all these other teams don't have his medicals. I feel very comfortable with it. And it's something that I, I can, uh, I can, uh, I can live with. Well, the Vikings,
1: I think are one of the teams interviewing him. Right. So like, they're going to get the medicals. I'm pretty sure the Vikings inquired about, caleb so I'm, I'm not sure if they're getting the medicals or not i don't want the vikings getting the medicals but yeah
0: i don't um, want it yeah like yeah. we're not trading you to minnesota don't even take that meeting like yeah. i wish there was a way you could kind of shut that like nope, don't meet with them don't meet with <laughs> yeah. them don't meet with detroit like we're not trading the number one pick to them you're right. fine like you could almost like i would give them like a kind of a like all right go ahead and talk to washington who knows uh right I wouldn't anticipate trade. What is your sense though? Uh, being there, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know you've been very busy. Actually, I know Sammy and I they've got other podcasts to do. Um, I do want to close with this though. And again, thank you so much, uh, for joining us here at the last moment. I know I threw this out to you at the last second.
1: No, it's no problem at
0: all. I will ask you. Was you're walking around? Cause like pro football talk tweeted out this thing. Like we feel bad for the Vikings and lions and Packers. The bears are going to have their best quarterback from Sind luckman. Does it feel like as you're walking around Indianapolis and everybody in the football world is there, does it just feel like it's automatic that Caleb Williams is
1: going to the Chicago bears? You know, Wednesday and Thursday, it felt like it was imminent that fields could get traded, you know, and, and when that article came out and, you know, when Ryan Pohl spoke to the media on Tuesday, Matt Eberflus did as well. And some of the quotes coming from those, I think it started to pick up steam. There started to be some rumors about Atlanta. Then all of a sudden draft Kings takes, you know, uh, the, the, the who, where fields will go off the board. I think that moved the needle for some people that follow that kind of thing. And so it, it felt like we were like on standby, even at night when we were out, like this could happen at any moment. Now, all of a sudden today, like I said, it's like, you know, people just kind of get tired of saying the same thing. Now, all of a sudden today, some of the things I've been hearing walking around are, you know, Maybe the Bears might draft Jaden Daniels. Oh. Maybe the Bears might draft J.J. McCarthy. You know, uh, no. the Bears aren't 100% done on their evaluation with Caleb Williams, so this still may take some time. Those are different things, you know, floating around, you know, the, the the circles here on media Row at the Combine. So, you know, they spent 15 minutes with him. If you watch Tom Pelissero's little stand-up interview, you know, they only got 15 minutes with him. Caleb said at the podium, you know, 10 minutes, we're not going to learn that much from each other as far as yeah. the who they are as an organization and people in the Bears and who Caleb is as a person for the Bears to evaluate. So I think there's still more of an evaluation process to go. And how does that coincide with free agency coming up in two weeks? The pro day won't be for another three, three and a half weeks. So will they have enough information at that point to feel confident enough to pull the trigger on a trade for Justin Fields or will this take a little longer? I think, I think we're still at a evaluation standpoint, but I think if you pulled most of the people in here, the smart money is that Caleb Williams is going to be a Chicago bear. I mean, at the end of the day, if you just look at it from a logical standpoint, everything this guy has done on the field You know, there isn't many red flags when it comes to who he is as a person. Every single teammate or every single person that's played against him that came to these podiums and was asked about Caleb Williams said nothing but glowing things. Caleb Williams was in the press area interviewing one of his former teammates you know, from the crowd, and the interaction, you could just see how much they loved each other. I talked to Marshawn Lloyd, the running back for USC. I asked him is it weird to have, or like, what, what is the dynamic of having a teammate that has a brand as big as Caleb Williams? And he said, Hey, when he eats, we all eat. We love (laughs) Caleb Williams. So, you know, I, I just think, you know, these guys support him. I think it sounds like he's a good teammate, a good leader. I don't think it's window dressing that his friends are putting on for him. I think it's a real thing. So you add that with the talent that he's shown on the field, it logically, at some point, Caleb Williams is going to be a Chicago Bear on April twenty fifth or whatever day the first round of the draft is.
0: Yeah, I feel the same way. You know, it's interesting that you bring up like obviously Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's Caleb Williams <laughs> to the Bears. Then people start again the programming notes like, hey, let's switch it up a little bit. Anybody willing to right. talk Jaden Daniels? And then Daniel says, "I'll talk about him." Like I, thought I liked him during the season, and then like, okay, well then. Go out and say this. I um, It reminds me of being at the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago, like flying into Las Vegas on Tuesday night, like committed to the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. And then by the time we got to Saturday, you go through the ringer so much, it's like, ah, I think the 49, like there's a vibe check here. Right. I think it's very similar out there as well, that like as you go through the week and you're tired of saying the same thing over and over again, and the producer is like, hey, how do we kick this? How do we keep this story going? Because you know, for a lot of people, it's like, well, why would somebody continue to watch a show where you're just repeating what you said on Wednesday? You know what I'm saying? So you got to kind of keep it fresh. And it's always a problem that I always run into because I know that I repeat myself a lot, being like, I'm a Justin Fields guy, but I can react to new information, which is what I'm trying to do. And I think that I'm being as fair as possible. Similarly, I think some of these talking heads are like, well, I'll talk Jaden Daniels and like we'll get we'll run B roll of him and we haven't talked him before. And who wants to talk about Drake May and who wants to do this? And what about JJ McCarthy? And there's so many different ways, uh, to kind of do this. Um, so in any event, like that, that's what happens. Um, before you go, I I lied, I'm gonna do one more because I wanted to, I was addressing this when you came on and I want to hear your thoughts on this because. I even from Bears fans and even from an editor of mine who is a Bears fan of like, oh, they're just going to screw up another quarterback. I sort of rebuke that. And I use the Texans as an example last year of like, you look at the quarterbacks, the Texans have ruined. Like every quarterback in Texans history had been ruined up until CJ Stroud. Right. When you hear people be like, I don't want the Bears. you ruin another quarterback. Do you, what is your response to that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it would be so Bears to get this wrong when it when it's right in front of your face but you know Shane Marsal you, you know our guy from the Tape Never Lies network I th- I thought he said it perfectly and he said this to me he goes the bears are always one pick short of greatness you know we missed out on Aaron Donald by one pick all due yeah. respect to Kyle Fuller but we missed him by oh, 100% one. that was you I know, was I've like, never
0: been more upset in my life i scared because i was doing uh, NFL red carpet stuff and uh, Megan Collins style girlfriend who i was working with was frightened about how upset I was that we didn't end up with Aaron Donald. But I, but yep. I digress.
1: I, I had a draft party at my house, and I shut the party down over it. And people did not understand why until uh, one day Aaron Donald's pointing at his ring finger winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> we lost a coin flip for Terry Bradshaw once upon a time. You know, a lot of Young Bears fans don't know that, but that was that was end a up quarter
0: quarter. Payton.
1: Well, and, and Well, <laughs> yeah, but not
0: right. But I'm just saying not in the first round, right? maybe whatever yeah we lost a coin flip for Terry Bradshaw
1: you know and whatever i mean but still to the point of like just the flip of the coin i mean it's a perfect analogy and and that's what it is and the bears obviously overthought the process with Mitch Trubisky And we've just always been a day late and a dollar short when it comes to having a player fall in our laps like this. And the miracle that we were presented by Lovey Smith last year to get the number one pick last year and then to parlay that into the number one pick this year. And it turned into, you know, an opportunity for the Bears to select a quarterback that's a, a quarterback prospect that's as highly touted as, as very many, you know, great quarterbacks that have came into this league from a coaching tree that's had the likes of Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts come from the same coaching tree into the league. So, you know, I think there's an idea that it does translate. So, this is a this is a rare opportunity of luck that the Bears finally had fall their way and I am excited for the future of this team and the opportunity that's been given to them. Uh, so I I, don't, I like to live in a world of positivity, and, you know, I'm not going to hedge my bet by being cynical enough to say, well, it's the Bears and they'll screw this up no matter what. No, this time we're going to get it right, and I'm excited for the future of the Chicago Bears.
0: That was really well put, and again, I want to thank you for coming on in short notice and uh, joining us here today. Great insight. How much longer are you going to be there in Indianapolis?
1: I'm gonna stay here for tomorrow. The rest of my crew, they're they're on the road back home to Chicago, and I'm staying here for the offensive line guys tomorrow morning. Oh, good. Good. Talk to Olufashanu, Joe Alden, try to circle around some centers to see who we can recruit to get to the Bears. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We're gonna finish the week strong. But, yeah, it's a good day. You talk to the quarterbacks. You talk to Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze and and, and Brian Thomas. Uh, I'm a big Roma Dunze fan, and if he were to fall to nine, I I really think the Bears would be a very lucky organization to to have – that kind of player at nine. So, those are some of the things we're looking at. So, yeah, we'll be talking about it at CHGO Bears, as you always know. So, you know, we're putting out a lot of different content. We will throughout the weekend of some of the things we've talked to, some of the players we've talked to, and stuff. So, you know, uh, I always appreciate you having me on. Always going to carve out time for you. Oh, you're uh, and, kind. And, and thank you again. No, and and thank you again for the the kind words to start. It's it's very exciting to have this opportunity, and, and CHGO Sports was, uh, gracious enough to give me that opportunity so i'm going to do everything i can uh to to make the most of it that's for sure
0: well thank you so much uh, again very proud of you continue to good work we'll check in with or we'll continue to continue to watch you through tomorrow as you go find us a center uh maybe another offensive lineman maybe a guard whomever uh but in any event thanks so much for being here and we'll go ahead and yes, close sir. out the show there he's brags i'm rank uh sammy go ahead and play us out and bear down And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.